0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Live Your Raw Life podcast. Welcome to the platform where the intention is to help you live your rich, authentically aligned, wholesome life. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Watkins. Together, let's raise our vibrations and awareness in order for you to live the raw life that was meant for you. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the Live Your Raw Life podcast. I'm excited to be back with you this week. Last week, I shared with you my experiences with religion and what that looks like and what I believe and if you remember what i what I said was I believe that whatever you believe in, it's okay, and I don't understand why we have to fight about it and why people have to get mad about it and I understand the passion and and the the rootedness in your belief system but that other person has their rootedness and their belief system in what they believe in as well and I think what it comes down to is being respectful of that um And as long as what you believe in is for the betterment of you and the world as a whole, that's all that matters. If you're taking care of one another and you're being kind and you're being loving, what you believe in is for you to decide. Now, I've taken you through a couple stories and now I want to begin to kind of weave them all together weave these, these two stories together, the story of how Isaac and I and the boys made our way from Minnesota to Colorado and the cosmic alignment that had to happen, that happened <laughs> in order for that to come to fruition, and then how this spiritual this, the spirituality of life has played a role in to where I'm at now and how I've gotten to this point, and maybe where it's going. So I'm going to take you back to what I feel is the beginning of my, my renewing connection with spirit. And again, when I say spirit, divine, higher being, the one, you can put in whatever term you want. Use your language. Maybe it's God. Maybe it's Buddha. Maybe it is the flying spaghetti monster. Whatever it is, that's what you can insert there. In episode two, I shared with you the story about how I was not able to use my right leg after I gave birth to our second son, CJ. And the role that it kind of played in my life and how I got my strength back and how physical activity and my determination around that really saved me and brought me back to being able to use my body in the way that I'd like again. But it was because of that experience that I started to reconnect with spirit. And these next episodes that's going to take us through until the, the eighth episode in this little mini series of aligning to your life's purpose is going to be the steps that happened in between then and now and how it can weave those two stories that I shared with you in episode 25 and 26 to get to this point. So I shared that um, I always had this pain after I had my, you know, I, re- I recovered and I, I got my strength back in my right leg and I was running and running and running and exercising and working out like a maniac. I still had this pain in my right hip and it was something that I knew I had to take care of. Um, it just took me some time to figure out how to do that. And then I mentioned that, that that's a story for another episode. Well, this is that episode. <laughs> so here's here's how things went down. So I had my strength back, I was running, but what ended up happening was because of all this physical activity that I was doing, there was this pain that just kind of lived in my right hip. Like, I wouldn't feel it like intense pain. It was just always this little reminder like, hey, I'm still here and you should probably take care of me because something has to get fixed or it's going to cause trouble down the road. Like, big time trouble. So I kept hearing this little voice coming from my (laughs) My hip, I guess, if you will, that was saying you need to get this taken care of. So, i I was introduced to a woman in Saint Cloud who is um, a shaman. She's a, sh- a shamanic practitioner, and her name is Anne Brady. And she did some energy work, and I was referred to her by a family member, and I went to go see her and explain, you know, what was going on and and she did some energy work. I was on the on the table and she didn't t- like lay a finger on me. She was just what she told me her words were, I'm moving the energy as I'm finding that it's stuck. And I thought, okay, like I was totally open, like let's just see where this goes and I felt the middle of my back at one point just, it felt like it was on fire. It was so hot. And I said that during the session. I was like, my back feels like it's on fire. And she said, yeah, I can see that. But my hands are currently over like one of my calf muscles. (laughs) So she wasn't even anywhere near where I was feeling this intense energetic feeling, like this this pulse. And um, when she was done with the energy work on the table, we had a little sit-down session, kind of like a debrief. And I talked about kind of what I experienced and and we talked about what she saw or what she felt. And it was all from this energetic perspective, which was the first time that I had really had an experience with energy at this level so she said to me she said there's there's an energy that is stuck in your right hip and you should meditate to see how to work and move past that and i was like okay and that was kind of where then our session ended Now, I had never meditated before. I didn't know much about meditation. Um, I obviously, like, knew what it was, but I wasn't, I wasn't a practitioner of meditation. And, and so I, um, I kind of walked away with this feeling like, okay, well, it sort of worked like that was a, it was a start, right? And. I had a really good friend at the time who um, was having a birthday party for her daughter, and we were at their house. And I was sharing this experience, this regie experience. I guess is a good term for the energy work that Anne did that day uh, with this this group of women who were at this who was at this birthday party for our friend's daughter, and. I'm sharing this story and I was like, so she told me, you know, I need to meditate and I guess I got to figure out what that looks like. And this, this woman who was sort of standing like behind me a little bit, almost to my left, I knew she was there, but I had never met her before. Um, she kind of, at the end, she, she said quietly, I can help get you there. And I was like, at that point, I was like, yes, anything, anybody that is willing to help me through this whole process, I am open. Like, let's do this. I am done living with the pain. I am done suffering. I just want to feel good. So I was like, yeah, okay, great. What, what do we got to do? <laughs> and she said, here's my number. Give me a call. Let's set up a time and a day all right. Her name was Sandy. And I called Sandy and I said, hey, I met you at, you know, so-and-so's birthday party. And I was sharing this story and you had mentioned that you'd be able to help me with meditation or whatever that looks like. So just wondering if we could set up a time to, to do that. And she was like, yep. So we had a date and a time. And I had to be alone and I had to be lying down. Some of you might listen to this and be like, okay, this is a whack story. What a whack job. (laughs) This is too woo-woo for me, and that's okay. That's okay. I'm just going to ask you to open your heart, and open your mind, and understand this was my experience. This is my recollection. This is my memory, and your view on it, is your view. And you can take it with a grain of salt. You can say, wow, that's interesting. You can say that's bullshit, whatever. But just remember, your perspective is validated and I respect whatever you believe, but this is my story. So here's here's what ended up happening. So We Sandy and I get on the phone. I was home alone. I was actually at my father's farmhouse, and my sisters had graciously um, taken my kids to the park so that I could have this alone time. And I was sitting in this reclining chair, and Sandy said, I just need you to lay lay down and, and close your eyes. So I laid the reclining chair down, and I closed my eyes, and... She said, okay, now we are going to take you, you know, let me, she did like a scan. I had to say my name. She said, okay, and we're going to take you to a past life first. And I was new to all this. So I was kind of like, okay, we're going to just go to that past life here while I'm sitting in this chair. But like I said, I was totally open. So I, I closed my eyes and all of a sudden, you know, Sandy is on the other end of the line and all of a sudden I get this feeling like, like the bed spins, right? Like if you've gone out and you've had way too much to drink and you get home and you lay down in bed and the whole world starts spinning, that's how I felt. Now, keep in mind, it was like, I don't know, 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. So I was not drunk. I promise you. Stone sober. But the whole world just started. My whole world just started spinning. It was like this gray fuzzy channel is what I could see. Like, for example, when you turn on a television like cable, but then the cable's not working. So it's that black and white fuzz. That's what I was seeing. But it was spinning and then it got faster and faster and faster and I felt like I was going to be sick and I told Sandy I said I feel really dizzy I feel like I'm gonna throw up and she kind of laughed like she was super nonchalant about it she's like you're a runner I should have known that and I was like how does she know that I'm a runner (laughs) I thought she meant in like the physical form later as I have processed this and I, I've thought about it, I realized I escape. Part of my chart, my astrological chart, and part of my being is that I escape. I, ch- I run away from the things that are uncomfortable. At least that's what I had been doing. So instead of owning my story and moving through the hard parts in order to grow in those moments, I would run away from them. And then things would be great because I moved away from the problem. But then what ends up happening is the problem doesn't go away. You still need to learn that lesson. So the lesson would continue to come back just in a different form until I would finally become aware of the lesson. And then allow myself to make the adjustments so that I could move past that and into the next lesson. So she brings me back. She said, just open your eyes. And the minute I opened my eyes, it was like everything stopped. The spinning stopped. I felt fine. I felt good. Everything went like back to normal. It It was so great. So she's like, that's okay, we can get you there another way. So she takes me back to this past life. We, we got there another way. And she said, can you picture yourself in this past life? And she sort of explained a little bit about what this scenario was like. So in this past life, I had been this woman who was super happy and positive and just was very well liked within the community because I just always carried this this sense of positivity and welcomeness and joy and love. And then at an older age, I slipped and I fell and I hurt my hip so much that I wasn't able to walk again and I was wheelchair bound and I became very angry and very depressed, and moody, and grumpy. And I, and, and she said, and I can see the damage, the scar on your right hip from this past life. And I need you to see yourself in this past life. And I did. And I saw myself. I mean, it was, <laughs> it sounds so bizarre, but it, It's my experience. And I had gray hair. And I had these steel blue eyes. I'll never forget my eyes. And she said, I need you to reach out and touch your past self's cheek. And I need you to tell her what she needs to hear. And I, I did, I, I, could, I could see myself reaching my hand out and placing it on, on my cheek, but I was like, I was kind of like frozen. I, I, w- I said to Sandy, I don't know what to say. And she kind of guided me through, you know, like all of these things that I needed to say and have myself here. And I said them and then she was like, okay, good job. Now let's take you back to when you were pregnant with Cooper. She said, I can see that when you were pregnant with Cooper, you, he was actually laying partially on your, on your nerve in, in your right hip. And that is that it was pinched. So this, you know, this pinching is what's also this, it had been pinched for so long within the pregnancy that it created, you know, some damage. So I actually need to shift. I need to take you back to when you were pregnant with him and I need to shift him up off of that nerve. And she did. And I didn't really feel much in that moment. But then she also said, your right hip, everyone's right hip, is our forward moving hip, and there was something that had happened prior to the pregnancy that you were unsure of how to move forward. And when she said this, it was like, Holy shit, yeah. Before I, Isaac and I got pregnant with CJ, there was some really hard, challenging times within our marriage. And I didn't know how to move forward. I didn't know what was going to be the right move, what was the right step, what was the, the future for us and our family. Um, so yeah, <laughs> there, there were things that I didn't know how to move forward with. And, and she said to me, Okay, now you know how to move forward, and we need to cut some of those cords from the past. So I had to literally take my right hand, and I had to draw these cords away from my mind and away from my heart, and I had to sever them so that I could continue and and we could continue to move forward together. So this whole experience took about an hour and a half. And, um, you know, we kind of debriefed a little at the end and chatted about how I felt about everything. And, you know, just she said that that should help. And you should, yes, still continue to work on your meditation practice. And at that point, I was like, I still don't know how to meditate. (laughs) Um, But it was... It, you know, it is. I kept thinking, like, I still don't know how to meditate, but let's just see how this plays out, and it'll all fall into place. Is, is what I firmly believe in, believed in. So, when when we hung up, you know, it was like perfect timing. The kid, and she even told me. She said the kids may feel an energetic shift. There, you might see a change in their behavior. Just be present with them and. So on and so forth. And so I asked my sisters, you know, I said, you know, how were the kids at the park? Was there anything strange or anything off that happened? And they were like, no, everything was good. You know, CJ at one point, he kind of went off by himself and just kind of hung out and sat by himself. And I was like, well, that was interesting. But perhaps he was just feeling something from, you know, that movement, that shift. Um, And... You know, I still had this twinge of pain when I hung up the phone and I was like, okay, you know, I guess whatever. But I had this experience, right? Like if I hadn't had that experience of feeling so dizzy, like I was drunk, I don't know if the effects would have been as profound as they ended up being. And if I hadn't seen my past self in that, in that session. Same thing. I don't know if I would have harnessed the change in the way that I did. So a couple days go by. So a couple days later, and I, I look back now and I realize I had kind of stopped thinking, A, about the pain in my right hip. And I started focusing more on the experience I had within the call. And it made me curious. And this is why I say my my new quest for spirituality and my reconnection with spirit really started in this experience. Because I started to go through my days like remembering what it was like. To be with my past self and to have the energy change. And it was really quite cool. And then all of a sudden, literally, like a week later, I realized I didn't have any pain in my right hip. And it is now 10 years later and I still do not have pain in my right hip. It's gone. And what I've gathered from this is that our minds and our body, our body is so smart, but our body holds on to these emotions and some of these traumas and it could be from a past life and sometimes maybe it's from ancestors we hold there's beautiful stories that i've read about and heard about since the experience that i've had personally where people carry the the physical trauma of great 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 ancestors and they then are able to heal that trauma within their life Time in this moment so that they can stop the cycle and this was really the beginning of my healing it was the beginning of my healing on a physical plane on an emotional plane and on a spiritual plane and it was beautiful and it was profound And it was intense. And it was necessary. It was so necessary. As I reflect on all of this, I've had to go through all of these things in order for this healing. Now, part of my tagline is, heal yourself, heal the world. Which is why I'm sharing this story. Is because... I wanted to share the story of how I use my resources to heal myself. And I wanted to share it with all of you in the event that maybe this is something you want to look into. Maybe this is one way that you are going to be able to heal yourself. We all have things we need to heal. I'm not, my healing journey is not over. Far from. But this was one step that started it and I'm still on it. And I'm super fortunate that Sandy has agreed to be on the podcast, and she will be, um, her episode will be coming out in late December, or mid-December. And I really highly recommend that you tune into that, and along with the the other interviews that you're going to hear based off of this mini-series, because They're all resources for you. Now, if this is something that you just, you can't get behind, it doesn't align with your spiritual beliefs, that's okay. But maybe you know someone that it might align with. And I would just ask, share that with them. Let them hear the story so that they have a resource because it's all about these tools that we can put in our toolkit so that we can grow, so we can heal so we can heal ourselves, so we can help heal the world. That is what I want to leave you with today. Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. Thank you for your time, energy, and presence. I am grateful for you and your motivation to improve your quality of life. Heal yourself. Heal the world. It's always an adventure. Adventure awaits. If you would like to become a friend of the podcast, you can go to patreon.com backslash liveyourrawlife and you can subscribe to become a friend of the podcast for just $3 a month. Those funds are going to be used to enhance and help grow the platform and uh, tend to the quality of the platform and the podcast so that you have better delivery, you have more opportunities, there's more expansion within the platform to help us all. And if you would also like to support the podcast in another way, you can leave a review and a rating anywhere that you get your podcast if they allow for that. Those ratings and reviews not only allow me to have some interaction with you so that I can see what it is that you are enjoying about the podcast, some things that maybe you'd like to see shifted or changed, but they also, anytime a rating or a review is left, it allows for that then to be expanded onto a wider range of demographics, which then can help other people. So if you would like to support the podcast, those are two very simple ways that you can. And I appreciate either one of them. I am so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sending light, love and positive energy your way. We'll see you next week.